Blog Talk Radio. Scientific breakthroughs, unveilings, spiritual revelations, the openings. That's fine. Hijacking the mind. What? Aluminum bonds with intelligence. Rewind the message. Merry Christmas. 13 indigenous immigrants. State of the unison. Addressing nothing. Foundations can ruin. Level to level. Fuck the embezzlement. Tales from the crib. Hitting blood rituals. 50 scores flying over California. Vacation. Flying dragons. Swords and daggers. Lions and tigers. Gotta get my parents or parish raw flesh, vampire, vegetarian, I'm a malnutrition, chemically imbalanced, Ethiopian, in Helen Kush, blue projects get pushed, mold with the bush, standing on the middle line, no defining, swirling dervish, in between space and time, just a fix Tuesday, another news day, north, east, west, south, west, not here to confuse the day, just a fuse the way, uh, another Whether you suffer from pain in your back to aches in your knees, come on down and purchase you some ancestral tea to get rid of all the parasites, toxins, and fleas. Spiritual elevation for cosmic gravitation. So put away the patience, because there's no time to be wasted. Infinite like the 8-7 dwelling in your melon No felon, though the unrighteous say that I'm rebellious 
place I'm prime with my rhymes to incite I worship no idols My style will lower gems going down in a spiral You stuck in your root My intelligence past my cool The God is the truth Every time I step in the booth You stepped on the stoop Got scooped and swooped in my loop Do the knowledge Whack them seeds Get played like blue You wish the son of the saw A gift from the gods Who rules flying through the sky With golden wings Submerged into the light Knighted by the golden king With the scepter of justice Melanin cultivating chain Until we are Ethereans Finally becoming one With the righteous sun Solar Souls are raw Magnificent glow With unconditional love Scattered rays for days From the heavens above So below The souls Just trapped in the lowest depths of hell Incarnated into 76 trillion cells To break free We must be refined Masculine and feminine Properties combined The devil is the author of confusion 183,000 divisions Religion. Denomination sets close schisms and isms. Though isn't it written in the Bible that Jesus spoke in parables? The scriptures and gospels aren't just historical. Many passages weren't meant to be taken literal. Most of it is allegorical based on esoteric principles. Baptist versus Methodist, Pentecostal holiness versus Jehovah Witness, Mormons versus Seven Day Advances, skeptics, atheists, and agnostics, divine and cosmic tactics of the reptilians, lower fourth dimensional aliens. So beware of the draconian Satanists. Though they aim to imprison all true beings through ignorance. Though we crush the head of Leviathan. Battle my control. Brainwashing and indoctrination, using religious politics, education, economics, health and labor, entertainment and war, no sex and law. In this chessboard game called Life, we've all been pawns. Puppets on strings controlled by demonic spawns. You can't run with the devil and walk with God. You can't run with the devil and walk with God. You can't run with the devil and walk with God. You can't run with the devil and walk with God. You can't run with the devil and walk with God. You can't run with the devil and walk with God. You can't run with the devil and walk with God. On to all this first world order radio, and uh, I'm your host this evening. Once again, it's Black Water, the meta magician. You know, I was uh, I was out and about last week and went on a little vacation with my fam. We hopped around Virginia for a second, went to a couple different spots. Give thanks for safe travels and the journey. Being able to navigate through them treacherous hills, fields and whatnot. It was fun though. We had a good time. Went to the uh, something called the Natural Bridges. It was like a bridge that was formed out of a river. So I think it was like 50 million years ago. It started forming. Now it's actually like the under is underneath the um, Highway 11. It's like a bridge that's on Highway 11 that it's actually connected to. But this is the Natural Bridge. It's formed like a bridge and everything. Look like some of the ancestors, you know, stayed in the area for a minute. But it, this is real nice. I'm going to jump over to West Gardens and then to Virginia Beach. We had a good, good splash of a time out and about. Okay, thanks for um, being able to return properly and, and whatnot and safely. A couple things we popped out, but uh, yeah, getting get to the today's. Um, Today's broadcast, though, um, 
I want to give thanks to the princes out there, Dr. Aleem and uh, Kadira. Give thanks to the family in general, all the guys and guys, the guys, kings and queens. Stay up, you know, they stay elevated through all this. You know what I'm saying? It's all peace, inner peace. You know, so that's where it start at. That's where it begins. That's where it's going to be at. All right. Well, today's topic, again, is in light of it all. The other week I had this up, but um, I'm at work today again. I started back being at the group home, you know, filling in for a minute, six man on the bench here, you know. Um, so last, um, the last L got cut because I had some type of communication issues with talk. I don't know. They, I was be, I was able to play back the downloaded information, but it didn't pick up my voice. So I was sitting there pretty much talking to myself. Well, no, giving up. Uh, you know, the vibrations down to the all. Somebody heard me somewhere, but I'm just going to go back in on what we was building on on that day. There was a few other things that may have occurred since as far as current events, but not much so. You know what I'm saying? I, 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 uh, I know it's like the, the dunts and, and the runts. I think they're doing something right now, the, the dunts, or the, you call them the... Um, the Democrats and, and the Republics, uh, the Democratic National Convention and the Republican National Convention, whatever, the Dutch is much. But uh, yeah, the Littles, they're doing a little thing on TV right now with their game plan called Politics. It's all fun, though. I, I can dig it. I'm just joking around a little bit, jockeying around. Yeah, still, um, today's topic is on deal with a little little bit of the current events, but first and foremost, I'm going to some tip, go into some tips and tricks. It is, it is the, what we call the dog days of summer right now. We're getting into the hottest parts, I guess you want to say. You know, so the wisest thing to do, and you know, if you don't know, is to stay alkalized. You know, stay alkalized and make sure you're getting a lot of uh, good alkalinity into your system. So I'm going to go over the, uh, like, some of the highest alkalizing forming or alkaline forming type of foods, as well as uh, activities that um, produce a cooling effect to the blood. Because right now we're in the summertime, and we are already hemogenetic. I mean, as melanated people, our blood type is, as a people, is thick, you know what I'm saying? We're our blood is, that's genetic. We've got the original blood, indigenous blood, so it's, it's kind of like uh, it absorbs a lot of of the essence because of uh, how we are able to encapture the essence, you know what I'm saying, as far as melanin is concerned. It, you know, it pretty much um, not only transmits it, everything like sound, it also absorbs it, so being black holes or whatnot, what we want to call it, whatever we want to call it, you know, in that realm of reality, it's, it's wise to be able to, uh, especially in the heat type part, part of the of the, um, the calendar, the cycle, is wise to keep that blood movement um, cool. That is, and I mean, 
pretty much the alkalinity in the summertime, though, is just going to be it's going to help allow us to build more energy because since it's moving like it's moving now in the summertime, you know, we get a little bit more energetic and on go. Um, it's good to we cool it down because we might uh, burn a circuit or something like an overdrive, especially dealing with uh, mentality and and then different um, things that are being absorbed into our our structure in the summertime, but as, as you have noticed in this uh, summer in the past, you, um, heat, heat cycle for uh, the year or whatnot, there's been a lot of different, uh, a few different type of scenarios that participate with heart energy and fear, basically. But, but we get to that too a little something. So if we, of course, if we're eating genetically modified organisms that are going to definitely, um, you know, going to definitely implement some type of degeneration to the cellular structure. And when we enhance that, it can be enhanced by whatever emotional um, reactions that we have on a lower base due to external input. So whatever... Uh, it's going on like in the media and all that different things in, in life in general. It's reflections of, uh, of different aspects of reality, but they're not necessarily true inside of our ultimate reality, our personal truths that are collected through like the Akashic records or whatnot when we go into that mode of thought, like in physics, what they call the quantum field or whatever title that we may use, but even in the law of reflection, as far as uh, one of the laws of what we call magic, the law of reflection states that the microcosm is the macrocosm, so the part that is within the whole, that part is also or that speck contains the pattern of the entire created universe, so the inner image is is um. So, like, when you're looking at it like this, when the inner image or the inner thought, the, with the original initiating thought is tuned into the outer image or the, the objective world, world from the subconscious world, then there will be a simultaneous change in the other. So, to perceive the inner world is to perceive the outer world, and that's the law of reflection. So, if we have a any external input that's going into the internal input, then the output can be, um, it's going to be reflected off of what was there. And then basically it'll be associated back to the physical reality as what was already there. When the inner image is tuned to the outer image, there will be a simultaneous change in the other. To perceive one is to perceive the other. And the inner world is perceived first and foremost then the outer world will reflect the inner world due to the fact that every part of the universe is collective and connected. Every thread, every part of the universe is weaved together. So and I'm going to get to the 80-20, but you, saw the, you see the symbol of uh, Jade Ham on the slideshow as well as the symbol next to it is Nice. Nis is an ancient deity within um, the Kemetic pantheon, but um, no, ancient Egypt, if you want to call it ancient Egypt, 
But his uh, niece represents the goddess of war and weaving. You know, so it's the name of or the word was also pronounced Neets, Nets, or Neets. But Neets was uh, supposed to be the god of, uh, or the goddess of um, Lower Egypt and also the mother of Ra, the sun, mm-hmm. all right, or the vital energy. Neets also was all connected to uh, Noon. Noon is uh, the primeval waters of creation, you know, the chaotic waters of creation. Coincides to him. Yeah. 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 Experiment in one moment. I don't want to jump around too much. So, but uh, Nice, um, again, is the goddess of of, um, of war as well as weaving. But when I like what I was saying, all things in the universe uh, weave together and interconnect somehow, some way. All right. So, as I said, we'll get back into that in a moment. Go back to the 80 20. All right, so 80% alkaline, 20% acid throughout the day. And this is uh, basically you want to do that for good health and human, you know what I'm saying? But that's not just for good health and human. Health has four fundamental aspects, you know, and here the four directions of health, which is the organization that um, I'm part of, that, you know, what whatnot. It is uh, four different angles that we look at health. And that is um, from a physical, from an emotional, mental, and spiritual perspective. Okay, so 80-20, when we're doing that 80% alkalinity and 20% acid, performing foods and drinks throughout the day and throughout our year and life, then we'll have good health. That means we'll be successful, happy, and um you know, peaceful, due to the fact that it's not just after from the food to drink, it's also because meditation, of course, is one of the best ways to acclimate. You know, a peaceful mind is one of the best ways to acclimate. Kindness, love, you know, those are like 100%, you know, meditation, especially with the mindful type of meditation where it's not just uh, in uh, sitting or, or just, you know, in some type of uh, meditative Activity is the mindful meditation where you are active in the active meditation throughout the day. And, and I ain't mean like in a trance mode where you zombie to where, you know, but we are in a, a place where we are observing every action that we are participating with and noticing the good or the bad or whatever within those actions and not just going on on pure desire or or on. Um, or just want. You know, sometimes, you know, desire and impulse is good, but we have to pick our moments. It's like we have to pick our fight. You know what I'm saying? We can't just go around swinging on everything. We can't go around wanting to indulge in every um, sensual gratification. Okay, so 
meditation being a, a very high, a, one of the highest ways gaining academicity. I would say that would be about 8.0 acolytes of the pH, you know, potential hydrogen O and that power hydrogen. So, all right, so um, acolyte or acid form of the sky. 92. Okay. 192. Okay. That's my brother. One of the brothers over here at the group home is letting me know what his blood sugar was. I got to try it in a second. All right. Acaline or acid forming the size mineral ash residue after metabolism after metabolism. Okay, so it's not really like like citrus taste acid acidic, but uh, it leaves acaline residue. You know, and some things that might taste or seem acid because it would be acidic outside of the body when it enters into the stomach becomes acaline. Yeah. Acaline. You go right ahead. Uh, good. Yeah, you got it. You got. Yeah, you good. Okay. The fresher and sweeter the food tastes, the higher the alkalinity and um that means you got fresh fruit, fresh vegetables, whatnot, that means it's and it's sweet or something like a good uh mango. Mango is pretty high in alkalinity, it's actually seven point oh as far as this chart is concerned. Um those are good to increase the acclimacy. And this is the summer days again, the dog days of summer. So we need to, like I said, I was saying, to definitely be increasing in acclimacy, being all people, not just melanated, but mostly, most definitely, since our blood is so thick and we are so active, even though, you know, and I hear it a lot, you know, I'm, I'm tired, it's hot, you know, even though we are, uh, culturally, we're, we're very intelligent and spiritual. There's just some things right now we have become accustomed to, and, and if, you know, we may disagree with this word, but addicted to, you know. And I, I had my struggles as well, you know, for every virtue there's a vice, and vice versa, right? You know, so other things, uh, any food cooked or canned or frozen subtract 0.5. So it's uh. If you have a, say for instance, a mango, and it's 7.0, but you get a canned mango, a frozen mango, then subtract it is now 6.5. Subtract that 0.5 from it because it decreases in fact when they too much the food is cooked or canned or frozen. Uh, food grown chemically, processed with preservatives or prepared with white sugar, subtract 0.1. Organic is always best. You know that biodynamic is good. Um, right, so here are some of the, I'm going to go through as many as possible. It's a, it's a nice uh, size list right here. So I'm going to start off at the highest um, acaline-forming acaline type of um, foods and drinks here. All right, so barley grass powder, 7.5. You know, that wheatgrass juice, that's 7.5 wheatgrass powder, 7.5 watermelon, that's 7.5. And also with watermelon, it's good for a yearly fast. So you can do whole melons and chew the pits as well and eat that as well. It's, it's a super acolyzing food and a good, it's an excellent way to get back at home in stasis and back online with everything within. And I'm talking about. And it increases uh, 
your immunity and your cardiovascular health as well. Because you have a flow of energy due to the fact you're going to be flushing out a lot and digesting your food properly too well too. Uh, Alkalizing, you really want to, um, by, by chewing your food like 40 to 50 times or masticating it actually increases in the activity of your food, especially carbohydrates like uh, grains, you know, and beans as well. So chewing those 40, 50 times, you ain't got counted, but just chew, I always say, you know, drink your, drink your food and eat your drink. So that means, you know, eat your, eat your food until you got a lot of saliva collected into your mouth and then swallow and really be observing of the chew, but, you know, don't talk while you're chewing either. That produces gas because we're putting air into the lungs and into the stomach, you know, wrong forgive me, and then that's going to produce indigestion. And that's why we burping and had those gastro problems later on in life because we're talking while we're eating and not really being attentive of that moment, standing that moment and being mindful. That's another aspect of meditation throughout the day while we're eating. All right, so um, watermelon, wheatgrass, juice, lemons, lemons are 7.5 as well, and barley grass powder. Um, 7.0, alkaline water, agar. Agar is very good. It's a good substitute for gelatin if you are making something like that that requires gelatin. Um, Cantaloupe, 7.0. Cayenne pepper. Cayenne pepper is a a body healer as well because the blood mover. So it's good for our blood, good for our endocrine system because once the blood gets to moving, then the other other, um, organs to come online and our digestion will be improved. So therefore, we're going to have that flow again. You know, it's better to be out the end as far as, uh, you know, having something from the visual staying in the body for too long, that's excess. And it's also uh, turned into uh, waste. All right, so um, from there, dry dates and figs are 7.0, kelp, coringa, kudzu root, limes, mango, melons, papaya, parsley, um, parsley purifies the kidneys too, so it, it helps with uh, with you, you know, just put some in your meals every once in a while. It's not it's got to be an everyday thing, but if you have kidney issues or urinary tract issues, prostate issues, um, parsley, and drink parsley tea too. That's very good, especially at night before you go to bed. You want to wake up in the middle of the night, have to eat the especially since you're dealing with the kidneys, but that, is, that may be what you need to do um, for a period of time if you don't have any issues that's related to the kidneys as well as uh, urinary bladder. And in that you know, general section of the body. Okay, um, figures, grapes are 7.0, water tread, and seaweeds as well are 7.0. Um, cheese, this is the 6.5 list right here, cheese, herbal, um, plus green leafy range from 6.5 to 6, I mean to 5, they are in that range, herbal and uh, green cheese. Um, sprouted organic beans, peas, seeds, that peak enzyme, rich. At their peak, enzyme-rich enzyme, uh, freshness. For those sprouted beans, 
and C's and P's, they're very good as far as uh, 6.5 is concerned. 6.5 is pretty decent. It's getting into the, the city-forming type of uh, scenario, but it's still good. Um, asparagus is a powerful acid reducer as well, so using asparagus uh, or eating it um, helps detox and produce acid urine temporarily. So uh, it causes acrimony for a long time, though. So, so uh, asparagus is good. Endives, endives is sort of like the onions, like leeks, but it's uh, 6.5. Kiwi fruit, fruit juices, um, natural sugars give acrimony. So by drinking that with the natural sugars and not, um, you know, like you're juicing your own juice or smoothies or whatnot, those will give off natural alkalinity. Added sugar cause the juice to become acid. So if you put it in sugar in, then it's going to um, you have to subtract that 0.1. All right. And the more sugar we put in there, the less alkalinity is going to be. That's that artificial sugar. Fructose is coming authentically and originally from that fruit, and it's cold. It's not going to be decreasing the alkalinity. Um, um, grapes, sweet grapes, passion fruit, um, pears, sweet pears, pineapples, raisins, um, vegetable juices. Um, okay, 6.0, black tea, um, apples, sweet apples, that is, apricots or apricots, um, alfalfa sprouts. Uh, alfalfa sprouts, they have, they're very enzyme-rich and super digestibility. So alfalfa sprouts will help with breaking down other components in inside the foods due to the um, amount of enzymes that are available in alfalfa sprouts. Uh, arrowroot, flour, avocados, um, um, bananas, um, berries, carrots, celery, currants, dates, and figs that are fresh. Remember, this is 6.0. Um, garlic, and garlic is also a blood mover, and um, it elevates acid food 0.5 in alkaline direction. So if you're using garlic, putting garlic in on, on uh, acid-type foods like an uh, egg or something, the egg white is 3.5, but if you put that acid on there, it's going to increase the oil due to it elevates that on the acid food 0.5. So garlic is good to increase in alkalinity. Even if you, if you had a a seven point um, parsley and some lime or something, you put that garlic in there, it's going to increase it to seven point five. So that's cool. Um, grapes, less sweet, that's six point oh. Grapefruits, uh, guava, herbs, um, leafy green, lettuce, um, nectar, uh, nectarine. Um, peaches, sweet peaches, um, pears, the less sweet, um, persimmons or persimmons, um, pumpkins, sea salt. Um, I was saying, oh, like I'm ready to eat over here. I ate a salad <laughs> early, like two o'clock. I'm good right now. I ate a banana too right beforehand. But anyway, like this um, sea salt, vegetable sea salt. It's uh, let's see. Uh, spinach, that's 6.0. Then we're going to 5.5. Apples, bamboo shoots, beans, beets, 
bell pepper, broccoli, cabbage, cauliflower, um, uh, ginger, sour grapes, kale, lettuce, um, oranges, parsnip, peaches, peas. That's the less sweet peaches. Uh, that's 5.5 subacidic. Um, peas, potato skin, um, pumpkins less that are less sweet, raspberry, strawberries, squash, um, also with squash, butternut, the sweetest squash can be um, up to 6.0. This um, type of squash, like winter squash, is like popular. Right. Um, tomatoes, radish, pickles, onions, okra, mushrooms, miso, leeks. Hold up. Oh, yeah, one more. My bad. 5.5 sweet corn, tamari, um, turnips, vinegar. Vinegar is 5.5, but also with vinegar, the unpasteurized with mother, it, um, it helps digestion and increases in hydrochloric acid, ACL, and uh, one tablespoon plus a little honey and some water before meals will help with digestion and it clean, helps clean out the purge first thing in the morning or with the meal. So, like drinking that before you eat, you're probably going to have a good flow, you know what I'm saying, going through, getting all that. That excess out, you really don't need. Um, and remember, meditation, <laughs> deep breathe, get more oxygen than anything, because that's what's readily available. You know, when I go out there and knock on doors and all that, next take a breath. All right, um, 5.0 coffee with no milk or no sugar, that's grain coffee. 5.0 um, almonds. Um, don't forget to soak your almonds if you buy them um, from the store or whatever. Soak them about 12 hours. And then because they come, they're um, harder to digest. So soak them brings about a higher high level of digestibility. All right. Um, artichokes, barley malts, brown rice syrup, Brussels sprouts, cherries, coconuts, cucumbers, eggplants, raw honey is 5.0, leeks, um, miso, mushrooms, okra, olives, um, uh, onions, pickles, uh, with the pickles, homemade pickles that's using sea salt and apple cider vinegar to make those homemade pickles. Right, and that's, that's going to be 5.0 on the, the pickles. As far as uh, and that's sub as well. Uh, radish, sea salt. Um, sea salt has all the sea minerals. You know what I'm saying that we require. Uh, spices, uh, taro, tomatoes, vinegar, made for sweet brown rice, water chestnuts. That's 5.0. 4.5. We're getting. Um, Closer to the neutral from the subacidic or moderate, slightly acidic. Now we get the neutral. Uh, the the four point five we got um, black cheese, amaranth, artichokes, chestnuts, egg yolks, essence bread, um, goat's milk and whey raw. 
and high sodium and aids in digestion. Horseradish, mayonnaise, homemade mayonnaise, uh, that is millet, olive oil, quinoa, rhubarb, sesame seeds, whole sesame seeds, um, have high, high levels of um, utilizable calcium. But grind the sesame seeds before you eat them. Don't eat the seed as it is. It's hard to digest. And you can break them all down to a powdery form. It's, it's like just eating it that way and add to your food into a soup. And one at a time, it's more viable when eating seeds or nuts or peanuts or anything like that. Um, it's always viable to eat one at a time because you can't um, digest three or four, five, six, seven. That's why we, when we um, evacuate ourselves, protect them gum. We see all the peanuts and stuff still floating around because they don't, they're not, they don't digest, you know, stomach the way the other things. So, so make, make sure we can grind them down a little bit more and soak the, the almonds most definitely increase it in um, digestibility. Okay, um, sesame seeds, soybeans, soy cheese, soy milk, sprouted grains, tempura, tofu, tomatoes, and yeast. Seems like all the soy products, tofu, tempura, or tempeh, um, soy milk, and all that. The soy cheese is 4.5, okay, and yeast, nutritional flakes. All right, 4.0 is neutral, 4.0 herbal teas, root, ginger, ginseng, licorice, 5.5 to 4.0. We black coffee, no sugar, 4.0. Butter, fresh and unsalted, cream, fresh and raw, margarine, milk, Bulls, whey, yogurt, um, all on the neutral side. Um, slightly acidic, 3.5, that's blueberries, Brazil nuts, um, butter, cheese, mild and crumbly, um, and that's, that's mucus forming and it's hard to digest. So that's crumbly type of cheese. Cheese in general, dairy products are all mucus forming. Um, try to stay away from it as much as possible. Crackers, unrefined, rye crackers, dried beans, like mung, lazuka, pinto beans, kidneys, babanza. Um, those are 3.5. Dry coconut, egg whites, goat's milk, uh, olives, pecans, plums, prunes, spelt. 3.0, um, barley malt syrup, barley, bran, cashews, cereals, cornmeal, cranberries, fructose, honey, lentils. Macadamias, maple syrup. Remember, you know, best to eat nuts one at a time. We'll break them all the way down. Um, milk, homogenized, and most processed dairy products. Three point oh, just acid forming, slightly acid forming, but it's producing mucus in the body. Um, molasses, uh, unsulfured, unsulfured uh, organic. Um, that's a uh, three point oh, but it contains it contains acid forming benzoic and quinic acid. So that's molasses. Don't do too much of it if you do it. Uh, nutmeg, mustard, pistachios, popcorn, and butter. Rice or uh, wheat crackers. Uh, unrefined. Rye, rye bread, organic or sprouted uh, seeds like pumpkin, sunflowers, 3.0, walnuts, um, tea, 2.5. Tea and coffee with sugar and milk. I mean, with milk, but no sugar. Uh, bananas, green bananas are 2.5. Buckwheat, cheeses, sharp, uh, cheddar cheese, stuff like that, 2.5. Corn and rice breads, eggs, cold, cooked and hard. 
um, ketchup, mayonnaise, oats, pasta, whole grain pastries, and honey, whole grain and honey. It's not raw honey. Uh, peanuts, uh, potatoes with no skins, popcorn, salt and butter, rice, like basmati, rice, brown rice, soy sauce, commercial soy sauce, not organic, uh, tapioca, and wheat bread, started organic or whatnot. Um, that's 2.5, that's acid forming. 2.0, tea and coffee with milk and sugar. Cigarettes, to, uh, tobacco cigarettes or rolling your own, that's over that 2.0. Cream of wheat, fruit juices with sugar, um, maple syrup, molasses, sulfur, uh, it's 2.0. Pickles, commercial, bought from the store, are uh, 2.0. Bridge, um, corn, oats, rice, and rice, 2.0. Cereals. Like Webex, cornflakes, all those, you know, processed cereals at the store are 2.0. Shellfish, wheat germ, whole wheat food, um, contain aspartic benzoic. I mean, um, full of uh, unrefined wheat is is more unrefined wheat is more alkaline. So, whole wheat foods versus refined wine. High quality red wine, no more than four ounces daily to be a blood. It's okay, but wine is um 2.0. Yogurt, sweet yogurt is 2.0. 1.5, and that's just extremely acid forming. So this is beer, brown sugar, um, and with beer, is the good quality, well brewed up to 2.0, but fast brewed beers uh, drop to 1.0. Brown sugar uh, is just um, white sugar with golden syrup added to it. So that's 1.5. We got chicken, 1.5. Deers, 1.5. Chocolate, 1.5. City forming. Custard with sugar. Jams, jellies, liquor um, is 1.5. And uh, the cheaper brands drop to 0.5. It does overindulge. So the more you drink liquor, um, the more acidic. It becomes pasta, it's a white pasta, um, rabbit, table salt, uh, like the iodized, refined iodized resonated is um, 1.5, it's extremely acid forming turkey, wheat bread, white rice, and white um, vinegar that's processed. 1.0 is beef, carbonated, soft drinks, and fizzy drinks that, um, it leaches minerals, so when you drink it, so it takes the minerals out of the body. Um, cigarettes that are commercially made, those are 1.0. Drugs, flour, like white wheat and stuff, that's 30, that's uh, 1.0. It has nothing, nothing in it good once uh, it's bleached into it, taken out of all the natural property. Um, goat, lamb, pastries and cakes, uh, from white flour, pork, 1.0. Sugar. Like that white sugar, that's uh, 1.0 as well, and it's a poison, very addictive. So avoid it at all costs. That's that white sugar. Um, and 0.5, this is like the most uh, acid form. It's the overboard acid form. Overwork, anger, fear, jealousy, and stress. Yeah. So don't eat that. Don't overwork. Don't overdo it. Learn to change that anger into acceptance. 
transform that fear into courage, jealousy into love, and that stress into peace. All right, let's do meditation, let's do acting in love and kindness and reversing these roles that they're trying to perpetrate onto us, all right? Those are the acolyzing foods, 80-20. 80-20 is like the, the short-file way to bring oneself back into homeostasis if you're having issues, like, um, as far as the four directions are concerned, you know what I'm saying, physically, emotionally, mentally, or spiritually. All those are interconnected, and we together. The war against man is not a physical war per se. You know what I'm saying? They have to use physical activities to induce and reduce the mind, to induce the mind and reduce the capacity of mind, meaning intellect as well as intelligence, left and right brain activity, in order for control, basically. So when I say they, I mean those individual ways that, that are in the seats of power at the moment. They have uh, constructed a way to keep man from being his true self, basically by, uh, you know, giving us all types of scenarios to chew on. You know, as long as the dog got a bone to bite on, he had it. All right, so in reality, in the truth, of who we are indigenously through ancestral uh, ancestral information that resides within our cellular structure and DNA. We, if we're tapping into it properly, we can see that none of this is, is reality, not the true reality. This is a pseudo-reality that's being perpetrated by those lesser individuals that wish continue in the um in their walk as far as being able to manipulate and control one's um, another person's um, particular avenue of life. So getting to the topic, oh, well, no, I'm going to go for blood types. This is a brief summary of all the blood types to coincide with all the 80 20 because some of those might not be... uh, too beneficial for you if you're having any issues with your blood type. Blood type diet, this is the Dr. Lom version. You can look it up, Dr. Lom, that's L-A-M. All right, so with the blood type thing, what happens is I'm just reading off of this article right here. Uh, it's a chemical, well, what they found out is a chemical, there's a chemical reaction that occurs between your blood and the foods we eat. So this reaction is part of our genetic inheritance is what they say. So it's caused by a factor called lictins. Lictins is L-E-C-T-I-N-S. I was saying lictins. Lictins is another type of protein that's found in the body and in foods. But um, lictins, lictins is what tells the brain that we aren't satisfied. Lictins is a protein. It's a diverse protein that's found in foods that has an agglutinating property that affects our blood. Agglutinating means a blood clotting or thickening um, property that um, can affect our blood. So when we eat certain foods that contain this um, protein, I mean, lictin, then it can um, be incompatible with our blood and cause it to 
with the, it could be incompatible with our blood type antigen, and then the lectins target an organ or some type of bodily system and begins to activate the blood cells in that area, meaning it begins to form a blood clot in that, that area or inflammation that can lead to blood clots or, or tumors and, and all that cysts and everything, whatever the cause, whatever the, um, the effect may be after we introduce anything into our blood that we may be so-called allergic to or whatnot, all right, due to um, the lectin affecting the um, the blood type antigen. All right, so they found out, these doctors, uh, Dr. Peter D'Amato, D'Amato, I think it's D-A-D-A-M-O, the Adam O, Adam, okay, Peter D'Adamo um, is a doctor that was speaking on that right there. So it's good to know your blood type so that you know what you're putting into your body that may be producing, that may have those victims that affect your blood type antigen that then may cause um effects, which will basically cause inflammation, and that can increase in our weight. That can make us gain weight or inflammation in certain parts of our body, like my face and my. I took pictures. I didn't post them, but I, I did an experiment on myself about two weeks where I I went against my blood type, and you talking about some inflammation. I mean, you know, hopefully I ain't going to die next week. But sometimes we go. <laughs> I know I sound like a fool because I've already done it before, but. I wanted to actually um, chronicle it, so I took pictures, and I, you know, I'm like, wow, look at my ankles. You know, I did everything else normal of my daily activities as far as you know, meditation, or qigong, tai chi, and, and exercising, exercising, and all that, running, and everything. Yeah, I still could not get the um, toxins out of my body that way. You know, what I'm saying it was the residual would still come up as inflammation in my ankles and in my face. I would I could still see the um, the you know my face would be swollen in the morning. I put on socks at night or in the morning, and I take them off. By the end of the day, I'm doing whatever as far as the things in my diet. My ankles and my and my up to almost my mid calf muscle would be so round. I mean, it would just be like crazy, and then it'd be skinny as it goes down past the socks. I mean, skinny and skinny because the tightness, you know, would be cut right there. And then all that where the sock is would be real small, but where above the sock would be like almost an inch of extra, you know, fluid that I've been retaining. It, you know what I'm saying? But now, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm cleaned it up and everything, especially when we went on a vacation. That was one of the purposes of it, you know. But it was already a pre-planned vacation. I didn't know I was going to do the experiment on myself like to talk about. But, um... That week, I fasted and, and we did Qigong up at the natural bridges. I actually went up there with a foot issue because I was running with the extra weight. I gained about 10 pounds of inflammation, basically. But I gained a couple pounds. And, uh, so I went running one day, and as I was running, I stepped on something. I don't know, but it, it struck a nerve in my foot and a muscle or something like a tendon or something like that, and it uh, caused some discomfort for a few days, enough discomfort that I couldn't really, I, I, as far as with no shoes on, I couldn't bend the toes well. But we got up there to the mountains the first night. Well, you know, the next morning we went up. First night slept and everything got, got right, rested from the trip. The second morning, 
we got up, and my brother that I trained with, he got up and went to the to the natural bridges to the mountain, right? That we was on the mountain, but to the natural bridges, and um, we did key guns, we did hard key guns, and we started like martial key guns, and we did some uh, soft key guns, as far as like medical key guns, you know. What I'm saying? So we did a few different sets in Tai Chi and a couple of uh, different hard forms, but. All in all, we did the cheat guns and went back to the spot. I meditated for about, I don't know, maybe 15, 30 minutes um, and just, you know, did whatever throughout the day. I wasn't really paying attention to the foot like to talk about because I had my shoes on, so I couldn't really learn if it was hurting or anything had changed. But by the end of the night, I took my shoes off, and I was like, whoa, yeah, that's peace. Apart from I have a call to my mother, parts of one moment. Hello, world. Okay, I'm I'm back. All right, and pardon a brief interruption by the peanut gallery there. Nah, I'm just joking. That's my mom's. All right, so where is that? Was talking about the um, blood type dot. All right, so this is uh, type O. Your dot profiles high protein. Your meat eaters, um, foods that are allowed: meat, fish, vegetables, and fruit. Again, this is a brief summary. So you can go to Doctor Lom's and get the complete type of uh, blood type diet for yourself, which you may need to consume or what you may not need to consume as far as food is concerned. All right, so allowed for blood type O is meat, fish, vegetables, and fruit. Uh, limited grains, beans, and legumes. So beans, you know, grains, beans, and legumes. Foods to avoid for weight loss, lost purpose. Uh, wheat, corn, kidney beans, navy beans, lentils, cabbage, Brussels sprouts, cauliflower, mustard greens. Foods that help with weight loss. Uh, kelp, seafood, salt, liver, red meat, kale, spinach, broccoli. Um, Blood type A, vegetarian diet. So vegetables, tofu, seafood, grains, beans. I don't know how seafood is considered a vegetarian in the, in the vegetarian, but it's all good. Beans, legumes, fruit, um, foods that are to be avoided are meat, dairy, kidney beans, lima beans, and wheat. Foods that help with weight loss, vegetable oils, soy foods, vegetables, and pineapples. As blood type A, blood type B has a balanced omnivorous um, type of diet: meat but no chicken, uh, dairy, uh, grains, beans, legumes, vegetables, and fruit. They're all allowed. Um, not allowed: corn, lentils, peanuts, sesame seeds, buckwheat, and wheat. Foods to help uh, with weight loss: vegetable. I mean. Uh, with weight loss, greens, eggs, venison, liver, licorice, and tea. Um, blood type AB is a mixed diet in moderation. So meat, seafood, dairy, tofu, beans, legumes, grains, vegetables, and fruits. Food's not allowed if you're for weight loss purposes. Red meat, kidney beans, lima beans, seeds, corn, buckwheat. Food's allowed to help um, with weight loss issues. With to um, lose weight are tofu, seafood, dairy, greens, kelp, and pineapples. All right, so those are 
the blood types. And that, like I said, that's a brief summary. That's a real abbreviated version of what foods are accepted and not accepted or allowed and not allowed with each blood type. Um, again, Dr. Lam, Dr. L-A-M, and then you go to blood type um, diet down there, and you can tap into that. Just, you know, it helps with everything else. You know what I'm saying? Um, I hit this like on so alkalizing foods and whatnot, acidic form of foods. Some of it it may be uh, against our blood type, so so do your diligence and you know before we start stuffing our face. But step, that most definitely um sugar, salt, refined foods like uh, those uh, wheat, well flour and stuff, um, white flour, white rice, even brown rice. Um, had a tendency to um, cause weight gain, and that's a, that's an acclimating type of effect to the blood because it's not getting processed by the body properly or digested and assimilated into the cells, so it's just residual waste that eventually turns into those issues, you know what I'm saying, like weight gain and whatnot. All right. Still in it, though, you know, keep it moving regardless of uh, what may be affecting us. Just, just, just a, a little math on, on uh, especially in the dog days right now with alkalinity, but throughout the year is wise to attempt to at least keep, you know, I do 80-20 majority of the year where I'm eating big salads throughout there, fruit and vegetables. I do a few grains like... Um, um, queen wool. I do some uh, tap every once in a while. Amaranth, um, rice, black rice, you know, different things like that. Every once in a while, I don't mess with the corn and uh, wheat. It's my blood type. I did I did the wheat for a couple of days just to see what happened. And I, I mean, I did cheese. I went against. I really did expand. I didn't eat no meat, though. Listen, with, no, I, just, I read ingredients, so I didn't eat any meat or sugar or anything like that, but I did things that were against my blood type that were organic and things like that. I made sure it was still organic, but wanted to see what how it would affect me even in, on that perspective. And being at my age and everything, they say at a certain age, men start to um, gain weight and everything, or we don't break down certain at all. We don't Essentially, I guess what they're saying is we don't assimilate certain nutrients from the food properly after a certain age, and it doesn't metabolize to our system. So it we retain the weight. So I wanted to see exactly how much of that is true within my own experience, and I saw that everything that I'm allergic to was so-called or whatever causes that acclimating effect to my blood or basically a coagulating well, the blood clotting type of thing to the blood is uh, the things that I most definitely personally should stay away from because it causes the inflammation. But when I don't put it in my body, I'm fine. No weight gain. Energy is up off the Richter and it's, it's good stuff. All right, so that was blood type and the 8020 tips and tricks aspect, tips and tricks part of the day. All right, I'm going to get into this. Topic of discussion here, there, there, alrighty. And the discussion is in light of it all, meaning in light of all the things, uh, 
you know, person, places, and things that we are seeing in the now time, if you want to say that. You know what I'm saying? Stand in the moment, stand in the now. And in the now, right now, really, you know, in a peace, that's where it's at. Yet still, I just want to bring two things to um, to the table. You know, I ain't got no cards hid under the sleeve, and I ain't even though I'm the Blackwater the Metal Magician, I ain't got no illusions that I wasn't trying to, you know, sell nobody, I ain't selling no wolf tickets and nothing. I'm just here, you know, pretty much venting, and I see things, I observe reality, and and you know, I listen, I can see, you know, that I'm also participating with it as well. You know, like you guys, you know what I'm saying? The new guys and, and uh, not guys, you know what I'm saying? So, I'm looking at this, you know, as uh, media is floating around and this uh, degenerated melanin, basically, is a, I call it degenerated melanin, but it's, it's basically the mentality that has been formed um, by way of a medium between the high and low aspects of self. And even when we look at the word hollow ground, you have high and low. You know, so the high and low, higher and lower self, has been uh, has a blockage or an obstruction, a dam between it to where those energies aren't flowing properly together in unison. One is the antagonist and the other is the protagonist. It's a battle of wits within self. That's the, that's the war of man. It's, it's already been initiated. This uh, war, this internal war, it has been going on for eons, of course. You know, it's a, it's a uh, I guess you could say something that we walk into, you know, some most of the time blindly, you know. So we develop different systematic uh, ways of thought called uh, rites of passage in the past, where we would learn how to participate with the world, but not activate each worldview as truth. And basically, that occurred by way of breathing properly. Even when we look at, uh, like in the Shaolin Temple, the first, the most fundamental um, perspective of training when initiate or the adult enters into the school is meditation. Meditation is the foundation of uh, Shaolin training. From meditation leads to qigongs, and from the qigongs leads to like tai chi or slow moving forms, and then from slow moving forms it goes into the harder aspects of um, the martial training to external. The reason being why meditation is so invaluable and so um, so pristine is the formation of that connection from the lower base to the higher base from the lower base to the higher uh, senses. How so is, the, of course, the cerebral or the, the spine basically is connected to the brain. So when the tailbone, you know, has the energy rise back up to the brain, 
had to go through the hypothalamus. The hypothalamus also is connected to the pons as well as to um, what is called the amygdala. That's the amygdala. Now, this part of the brain is in control of emotions, the amygdala, or amygdala, if I'm not mistaken. I usually pronounce it amygdala. Uh, you know, but it's, I think it's pronounced the amygdala, the amygdala. But this uh, is like a uh, almond-shaped structure within the brain. It controls emotions, but also fear. There's uh, fear, sex, and lust as well. All right, but as we meditate, what happens is the size of it decreases, and that means fear decreases as well as lust as well as the sexual desires of the world or the sensual desires of the world. That's why um, one of the major aspects of um, my martial arts training in its true essence and its true sense, one of the most fundamental and the first thing that is taught is meditation, to be able to alleviate the aspect of fear from the mind and to be able to view the world from the perspective of someone who is not participating in it with a fearful mind is always on rampant or private fight or flight mode due to that our complex being incre- increasing in size as we take in the live tigers and bears on my, you know what I'm saying? And we really participate with it like that's you know, they're growling on us and trying to attack. You know, okay, so with that uh I'm Dahlia or amygdala, like I like to pronounce it, shrinking, the fear shrink. Okay. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to keep it moving a little bit and come back to that in my notes. But um, the hologram is high, low gram, has different um, ways of being produced, and we know that all holograms have to have they need light, you know what I'm saying, light to be able to project into the physical reality. Light has to bounce off of something, though. And um, the brother Jesse Williams at the, the BHG Awards, he has stated that uh, just because we are magical doesn't mean we're not human. So what, you know, metaphysically, in the metaphysical language, what is he talking about? In the metaphysical language is um, the retransformation of words, you know, saying or language to open up different portals of thought, you know, go from the third dimension of, of where we at, being in the third dimension to a fourth dimension where subconscious coming out into the mental or the mind, and then proceed on to other dimensions as we open up other portals and there's interdimensional travel through what we call language, but basically a star code spectrums, and that's an intelligence, and basically that's photonic energy, etheric photonic energy. And photons are the most minute aspect of the material world. So they say, you know what I'm saying? Photon basically means visible light particles. So it's like the most minute uh, material um, aspect that we can view 
you know, as photons come in at sunlight, you can see it coming in on the window pane, you know what I'm saying, through the window. So that's photonic energy spiraling down into light. And when Jesse Briggs said that, you know, just because we're masked doesn't mean we're not human. Talk about the melanated being. What was he saying? What does that mean? You know what I mean? So um, what does a hologram have to bounce off of in order for the light to be projected? In Hollywood, they got what? The big screen. Big screen is usually big dark screen or something going up, you know what I'm saying, on, on the, in the movie theater or whatnot, and that light bounces off of it and produces a projection of a hologram. So when I absorbs it as well, but then transmits it back out. So how valuable is that in life as far as metaphysically, you know what I'm saying? Because the hologram or what whatever the illusion is that we are participating with has to have a certain type of quality of essence that it is um basically connected to. Remember, all things are connected, but only on different levels of vibration and frequency. So the higher the frequency of that connectivity, then the better, the better, the more available the essence will be to actualize whatever it is that manifestation process is, you know what I'm saying, that we're capable of doing and achieving. So this black screen or this green that light is bouncing off of is melanin. And when we we're thinking about like a um, hollow hologram, that's hollow, so that's on the heart. Right? So there's blood. And I talked to a brother the other day, he said, about to go get some plasma. He said blood, he said plasma, because that's a new thing now if I get plasma. They, they they take the blood and they, they actually get the plasma out of the blood and they put the blood back in the body without the plasma. I don't think I want to go through that process there. All right, but so they, you know, he said he's going to get some plasma. Plasma is blood, though that's blood energy, attention again, going to attention. So our attention is being um, hijacked by certain things that we are paid with, and that's forming that hologram, the hologram. What not the Haru gram? And again, Haru gram that's Haru Gaam in mental nature that means the light of silent mind. Haru means light, and silent is good, and am is brain. But the um, light of the silent mind is produced and activated through meditative processes and practices. And that's that, that photonic light. That, and that's the information that's coming in that creates or brings about that intelligence and connection of intellect, or logic and intuition, that right brain. And that's due to the star code spectrum when we slow down and we can actually take in and absorb the information properly and hear what God or the ancestors is speaking into us from the intelligence as it comes back out. All right. And this, um, 
these holograms or whatever that are being formulated at the moment through our blood energy by way of these blood vampires or energy vampires. Remember, this is energy that is being emitted by way of activities that are not um, on a high vibration thought. You know what I'm saying? Remember, everything has frequency and vibration, ideas, you know what I'm saying? Not just, you know, sounds per se, or movement or a physical object in the physical reality that we participate with by touch. Also, the thoughts that we have hold some type of frequency and vibration. So the lower the vibration of that thought, then the physical reality will dwell in the realm of that lower vibration as well due to the transmitting effect and also the law of deflection, as I was mentioning earlier. All right, so with these different um, realities being personified day to day on the lower base, in the lower base sense of fear, false experiences, apparent real, we have to find a way to um, balance these things. So even in the negative statements or negative words like uh, strange fruit, you know, back in the day, Strange fruit was uh, something, I guess, that was coined or, I don't know, you know, these Willie Lynch syndrome type of individuates in the past, you know, saw it fitting to, to call uh, the melanated being as we home from these trees or whatnot, strange fruit. That's on a negative sense, of course. Yet, why fruit? Why strange? And why this tree? You know what I'm saying? So what does fruit do? If we recall, the most alkalizing type of food items are fruit. Watermelon, um, lemons, we have oligrass, wheatgrass, papaya mango, um, dry dates and figs, cantaloupe, papaya, that, that seedless grapes or sweet seaweed. Yes, you said fruit gives vitality, gives energy. So energy relates to um, blood energy or plasma again. So plasma relates also to photons. The plasma comes from what? The sun, right? Some, you know, the sun is made up of plasma, but photons is energy that is emitted from the, the sun by way of um, solar energy, cosmic energy, and galactic energy. And it's all coming down and flowing and forming into um, the etheric type of entities and get into the physical, all right? So it's a theory photonic energy that flows down or step down um, information as it flows into the four fundamental aspects of fire, air, water, and earth, and then formulates into the Christ conscious being, the spirit. That vitality or that fruit is within it, you know, so... That seed, you know, is the spark. That's the portal. That's the opening. That's the channel from one to another. That time, that uh, what we call a wormhole, a wormhole, vortex. That black dot, you know. So that strange fruit hanging from the tree is, in, in essence, a ritualistic blood ritual that gives off to um, and permeates the emotion of fear in place of the emotion of love. 
So when we see these type of existence or whatever, then we come fearful. But in retrospect, on a high note, that fruit, you know what I'm saying, is in true reality power within us, and we have to absorb it and take it in properly, change it for what it is from my heart not from my, the base reality. You know, fusing all of it together, there's going to be some struggle, what they call whatever that is, you know what I'm saying, within this this uh, transformation, you know, this transmutation. All right? But this, uh, this fruit, this vitality, this energy, you know, this plasma of photons is stronger in the melanated genome and somebody's found out or whatever, you know, so this Hollywood or whatever we're going to call it, hollow, you know what I'm saying, Graham, this hollow wood, Hollywood utilizes our energy to uh, confuse the masses and, co- and connect the masses to some type of, uh, um, I don't want to say fear, um, because it's born in fear, it's definitely that's what's happening. But utilizing our energy the way it is being um, misused, basically, right now is by the by the use of uh, these different types of fear forming elements. And as long as because we're the gods and gods, the creators, you know what I'm saying? Basically, of all the things within this realm of uh, the universe and the universe in general, general because we have uh, high access to the qualities, the high qualities of the universe as well as all qualities of the universe, or what we call the universe, basically the all. So they, you know, they're manipulating our energy in different ways by giving us certain things to pay attention to. All right, so we're going to talk about this Pablo experiment. Ivan Pablo experiment on dogs back in the day it was an experiment dealing with the digestion of dogs and how uh, basically the digestion. He was a doctor, he was a physiologist. I'm not mistaken. Yeah, physiologist, Ivan Pablo. Um, and he, like I said, the dog experiment is one of the most. Um, Famous as far as uh, the class conditioning is concerned, meaning um, like learned behavior and things like that in psychology. Even though he wasn't a psychologist, he um, he innovated certain um, certain schools of thought within that within psychology. And he was actually researching animals' gastric systems and um, the rate of salivation, salivation of dogs. But what he found was, what he found out was that saliva would be produced when they heard was um, a certain sound or smell food in anticipation of food feeding. So this is a normal reflex response, which we would expect to happen as saliva plays a role in digestion of food. So, you know, a certain sound or even the smell of food, you know, that would 
uh, start to produce the salivation process within the, uh, the dog, which is also with us, too. If we, if we see food and we smell it, we automatically start salivating and get hungry and producing the enzymes within the mouth start to um, bring about digestion. But he found out within the experiment that the dogs also began to salivate when other events were occurring that were not related to being fed, like a door opening prior to um, being fed or a bell ringing and whatnot. So this was um, he did, what Pavlov found out or showed was that the dogs could be conditioned to unconsciously associate neutral um, activities to an unrelated event with uh, being fed. So it would be a neutral um, response that would be formed. Let me um, go right here. So Pavlov dogs were each placed in an isolated environment and restrained in a harness with um, with the food bowl in front of them, and a device was used to measure the rate at which the saliva glands made secretions. These measurements would then be recorded into a revolving drum so that Pavlov could monitor salivation rates throughout the experiments. He found that the dogs would begin to salivate when the door was open for the researcher to feed them. This response demonstrated the basic principle of classical condition, a neutral event such as the opening of a door or MS as neutral stimulus could be associated with another event that followed, in this case being fed, known as the unconditioned, unconditioned stimulus. This association could be created through repeating the neutral stimulus along with the unconditioned stimulus, which will become a conditioned stimulus leading to a conditioned response to elevation. Pavlov continued his research and tested a variety of other neutral stimuli which would otherwise be uh, unlinked to the receipt to the reception of food. This included precise tones produced by a buzzer, the ticking of a metronome, and electric shocks. The dog would demonstrate a similar association between these events and the food that follows. All right, so how does that relate to human um, conditioning? Uh, for instance, uh, when I smoke cigarettes, when I smoke cigarettes, I will always notice after, especially when I started going through the transition and I wanted to quit, um, I noticed that it would always be a certain type of activity that would trigger my desire to smoke that cigarette. And that basically would be a neutral stimulus, like the opening door, but it would be something like, you know, I'm, I'm sitting on the toilet, so I smoke a cigarette. You know, and then it'd be something like I just got finished eating, so I smoke a cigarette or getting in and out the car. But every time I go to sit on the toilet, I'm ready to smoke a cigarette. But every time, you know, I, I, I get out of the car or sit down in the car, I'm smoking a cigarette. So it, was, it wasn't the fact that alone it wasn't the fact that I wanted a cigarette. It was the activity that I was participating with at that moment that stimulated a certain memory basically due to repetition that created the unconditioned stimulus. The neutral stimulus will be, you know, to sit down on the toilet. The unconditioned stimulus is smoking a cigarette. And after a while, repeating it over and over and over, it became a conditioned stimulus and then a conditioned response. 
response, which basically is learned behavior. All right, so in society versus just one individual, so if a society is always given some type of neutral stimulus, the neutral stimulus could be 4th of July, you know what I'm saying? And then the unconditioned stimulus could be Austin Sterling in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. You know what I'm saying? Repeatedly doing this, you know, year to year, this neutral stimulus becomes an a unconditioned stimulus that eventually develops into a conditioned stimulus and a conditioned response. So, Hundred years of this happening, and, and, and you know, and being reproduced and reformulated and reactivated within the mind and within the heart and within the cells, because within the breath, and then, you know, so and we when these type of activities are taking place, we're not deep breathing, we're not thinking consciously. We're definitely thinking inside the box. You know what I'm saying? But this has become a conditioned response to learned behavior in that. And it's leaning towards um, an explosive type of behavior due to um, certain mechanisms within the DNA or the genetics. This is also causing other processes of our advancement to um, be delayed but not denied. Remember, delayed does not mean denied. All right, so and this is... But this experiment was on dogs, but if you're looking at it properly, then you know we're the same way. You know, certain certain things we shouldn't, you know, try to say, oh no, I'm different from that, and separate ourselves from it because we're so-called humans. We are still animals, animated by the vital energy and essence of life. All right, so we can still be manipulated and altered to brainwaves. Um, Entrainment or brainwave psychology, in, in, uh, or brain wave, or brain um, washing, which is taking place globally. Matter of fact, um, the global brainwashing is so um, powerful right now. Due to these photons, you see, our world or what we call physical reality it exists by way of these photons. In order to change structure of the atom or life, you must change the environment that is in or the energy that is in, and that will be the photon base. So by manipulating our breath, the intelligence, and obstructing the path, the way, then it depletes our um, activation of a true loving reaction to any type of scenario or situation. Now, we already know what this is, though. This is the Hegelian dialect that is being continually and perpetually um, forecasted through the media and through society, you know, Hegelian dialect basically is continued programming. You know, it's, it's uh, society reacts to the stimulus from the continued program 
and then these um, so-called uh, littles or whatever in the seats of power, they introduce a series of pre-organized external solutions that they already been put together, you know, problem, reaction, solution. So they create, they, they make these things, these problems, and then we get the reaction going, and then they have a solution. So our energy or, our, you know, what is creating the hologram, our light, you know what I'm saying, coming through the, the means of our melanin, because the melanin is the black hole. You know, the skin is one aspect. It's the larger portion of it. It's, just it's not all of it though. The all is mine. So it's um it's the macro and the micro, it's the seed and the pot, you know. So the hologram and the expression of the hologram is being transmuted day to day. Every day we wake up we're going to the Mandela state, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Something there's another we're going to an interdimensional reality somewhere we just brought back, you know, each time. So this this continual repetitive um, act, you know, action, when it's changed and altered by these uh, littles or whatever or whatever you want to call them by way of different things like the spaceship is going on, then they're going to reflect off of us and recreate whatever it is that they want us to uh, participate with, basically. All right, so. You're looking at certain things that happened over in um, the month of June. It was the first uh, part of uh, before going to summer summer solstice. Uh, what the what was it at the Pulse nightclub? That thing over in Orlando, Florida. And I mean, not to really go into it in depth, but like to talk about what that happened on June 12th. For so June 12th, they said that it was. Um, 53 people, initially they said 53 people were slain and 50 um, were hurt or injured. And you do the math, that's 103, that's uh, 13, that's four, basically. You know, we're dealing with the number four, we're dealing with the material reality. We're also dealing with a lot of powerful different revelations. What is that? Oh, okay, but we're in the mode of of, of the weaver again, of Newt's or Nice, uh, due to how when we're weaving something together, it, it creates a matrix of different interlacing bands or embolds of mesh together. Like uh, as in the mitochondria, still, you know, all these different aspects of our physical is an aspect of the universal spiritual as well. But um, when we're looking at that four, it's dealing with the four directions, uh, the clouds, uh, the square, earth, and all the four quarters of the earth. Um, even in the ancient Kemetic sense, it was. Uh, always looked at as the principle of substantiality and materiality due to um, the four fundamental elements or whatnot, being fire, air, water, and earth, 
combining and joining together as one to formulate um, physical human or animated to life, not just human, but life in general. So that's where we are now on the crossroads, these four different um, directions going in, in different on different paths and different on um, different journeys, but they're all coming from one. Yeah, and that's that that Christ energy that's on the cross. So as we come down off the cross with spirit intact, we develop and we um, grow as that seed. We get you know through through our forgetfulness and stuff like that. We forgot that we were. Spirit, through it now, we become accustomed and um, very acquainted with the physical side and the emotions. Mind is in there, but the mind has been manipulated in general by these um, these different ideologies and different indoctrinations. All, all this information is being passed around at the moment. You know, sometimes you just need to sit down and be still and quiet and um, absorb the information directly from the source, source information. Pulse, light club, pulses is relating to the heartbeat, to the, you know, to the cardiovascular system, the pulse. And so that goes back into uh, what we're talking about, plasma, blood energy, attention, you know, where our attention is going, where our blood is going. You know, that's our vitality. That's the fruit, you know what I'm saying? So this black skin or melanated skin can be equivalent to the stream, you know, skin, stream. What does the skin, skin sort of have on it? If you ain't got melanin like that, it's a sun stream. So you want to block the photons from coming in and burning them up and stuff because the level of the melanin on the external doesn't allow for UV um, rays to penetrate properly. Therefore, it doesn't penetrate the organ system properly. But if they could put it through the melanated um, being that we, they can allow any type of structure to, that are not natural, uh, you know, like acid forming foods and GMO foods, GMO thoughts, you know, activity, GMO genetically modified organisms that are walking around, zombies and artificial beings, you know, that are still attuned to a lower sense reality. Those uh, individuated are helping influence this uh, this lower base reality in the not knowing it's in that zombie mind, you know what I'm saying? You know, that may be due to... Um, the pattern of the DNA and genetic information, or it may be due to just the pattern of what's taking place and, and what we are absorbing in. In any rate, there's choices that have to be made in our knowingness, knowing this happy battle, you know. And then as we continue to move and grow, we have to uh, acknowledge the choices that we have made and, and keep it moving and not gloat on any negativity or anything that's positive as well. But keep it moving because you know accolades and you know, awards and certificates and diplomas and all that. Yeah, that's good paperwork. 
positivity within it is what counts. It ain't about what I'm going to get later or what I ain't going to get later. You know, the action, not the actor. You know, the name on a piece of paper is all good. It's it's name. The name is something that you just vibrate to. I'm a certified so, 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 so. This is something that we can't title to uh, create and exchange power within those words and the activity. You know, and it also relates to um, the law of association within magic. You know, I deal with that a little bit, but if two things like point A and point B have something in common, then that thing can be used to influence the other. So point A and point B have a mutual influence in each other. Similar to correspondence, the law of correspondence, the law of duality, the law of polarity, but the law of um, the law of association. One thing associates to the other. The more influence they produce on each other, the more they have in common, then the more influence that they can they will produce on each other. Basically, so and I'll show you some commonalities within with. Uh, What's happening again, 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 again. Let me just say, you open, you knock at the door, Pandora, and it opens up. Are you are we going to be ready for what's inside that box? And when we see what's in that box, it's Jack. That's you. That's man. You know, Jack in the box. Jack basically means uh, man or name. All right, but... Um, what was I? Oh yeah, with the experiment, the Pavlov experiment. It also he went to uh, this is so this that's how it can affect the human psychology by way of repetition and by way of uh, neutral stimulus, basically something that we're not even paying attention to. You know, the bell ring at school, you know, first time, we might not even notice, you know, what that means. You know, but then we see people getting up the first day. Oh, the bell means we got to get up and leave the class. So after doing this repetitively over, you know, a few years, we're we looking at the clock, you know, we get ready. We're like, damn, I know the bell about to ring. It's time to get out of the class. We ain't know nothing like that at first, but over time, we, that conditioning, that learning, that learned behavior has conditioned us to respond in that manner, almost subconsciously, you know. So, but this unconditioned, it can also be an unconditioning process through experimental extension. But check this out. What happens in experimental extension, uh, this Pavlov, Dr. Pavlov, dude, presented the dogs with a tone which they would come to associate with food. And then he played that tone, but he did not follow by giving the dogs food. So after he made the sound without food numerous times, the dogs produced less saliva and then underwent experimental extension, a case of unlearning the association. So it broke the actual... um, um, process of when the dog reacted with more saliva and ready to eat. It broke that conditioning process by not giving the food, but giving 
still giving them the stimulus or the neutral stimulus. Say, for instance, uh, I'm sitting on the toilet, but I ain't smoking a cigarette. I'm still sitting on the toilet. So they, he went and did what is called the spontaneous recovery with the experimental extension when the experimental extension had occurred. So what that what took place with this uh, spontaneous recovery is um, it can reactivate the um, conditioned response by reinstating the food reward as it was given during the original condition. So when he started to uh, give the the food back to the dogs, then the saliva will start back to being produced. So with us, you know, in general, looking at the bigger picture, not just a dog or a human or just an individual again. So, say for instance, um, we're not, we're given the same stimulus, basically, be, or the neutral stimulus could be um, uh, something like um, driver's license and um birth certificate, social security card, things like that, you know what I'm saying? As far as uh, the United Corporate uh, States of America. All right, so these different things um, are still given versus back when we know it was given, but like uh, the response or the, you know, just the conditional response or the unconditioned response, basically, the neutral Stimulus and the unconditioned stimulus. The neutral stimulus could be would be the license. The unconditioned stimulus would be driving, you know, or whatever. And then it also could be to getting a ticket or something like that. Or you know, back in the day, dealing with fear, had to have a had had a card, you know, what I'm saying or whatever, in order to be acknowledged as a uh, Free, like or whatnot, what free man. So if we didn't have it, then maybe they would do some of that Willie Lynch nonsense and all that other stuff, right? So now, still got the card, but they ain't do the what you call it, you know, the um, Willie Lynch and stuff. So we got the card going about it, but then they reintroduce. The um, unconditioned stimulus to produce the conditioned response again. The unconditioned stimulus will be that fear type of thing with the with the lynching board job, right? Conditioned response will be going back into that fear element of um, oh, I ain't gonna be hanging. I'm not. I'm not gonna be hanging from that tree, or I'm not gonna be that um, that dude. Or oh, that, that you know that wife or child that has to watch that and then live without my um, my significant other, you know what I'm saying? So now that you're reintroducing that, so now the conditioned stimulus has become a conditioned response and reactivated, even if it had been experimentally um, or whatnot after um, not being fed or whatever, that the stimulus of fear for a while, as far as on that level, because, we begin, you know, the, the, the bone was given to us. 
called uh, civil rights, and, you know, then the bone was given to us called uh, women's rights, you know. And so they give us these different bones to chew on, and, it, and then they, you know, they take the bone away, but they still give us the same conditioned, um, I mean, you know, conditioned stimulus as far as, we, we, you know, we ain't thinking about the bone no more because we got the right to whatever so-called, but, you know, then all of a sudden, so we got the license and we can drive, we get into jobs, we just, you know, because like I was saying earlier, this energy that is within the melanated structure is very powerful, it's very magical, you know what I'm saying? On the on the flip, they've given back that fear food or whatever, and now the reaction is going to go back to something that may not stimulate um, what is necessary, and, you know, we're going through all these different the stimulus packages within um, the Obama administration where they're going around fixing up highways and stimulating the economy and whatnot. So that's uh, that goes back to the reward again, you know. So the reward, that's one aspect of the higher sense of the reward, but the culprit as well, right? And we were dealing with that uh, Jade Helm perspective uh, and, and everything within that. So even looking at the word Jade Helm, um, Jade basically is uh, it's the end result of having a steady flow of negative experiences, disappointment, and unfulfilled failure to a person where they get to a point where the anger, the anger circuits burn out and they accept the delusion of the world view. So after a long period of repetitive, unfulfilled life and disappointments and of experiences, um, burnout, our anger circuits just like, oh, well, fuck it. I give up and we go into the realm of disillusionment where I accept this um, big pool of whipped cream and um, ice cream with a little chocolate on top and this cherry is going to be just going to set it off and make everything healthy. I, I, I mean, I'm just talking, but so we accept those things after a while because we we got to that point and the frustration is set in, stress is set in, so the only way that I can satisfy this stress is through the uh, means of uh, fulfilling certain sensual desires that might not be good for my advancement as far as genetically it, it, it's uh, speaking in my cellular structure where life exists, you know what I mean, where life originates from. I, and as that continues, you know, repetitively over and over, it gets, uh, it stimulates, or really it, it destimulates and demoralizes, it, it creates a docile uh, mentality or weak mentality, it also develops um, this uh, desensitizing effect to other um, truths that could be right there and made available because we are only seeing it from one view. You know, that that's uh, it requires um, versatility and thought for one to have an open mind and not just, you know, a, a one tunnel vision, one track mind 
you know, walking through and only seeing that linear perspective of life. J. Helm, 15, y'all recall, J. Helm, 15 was last year, 2015. That's what J. Helm, 15 meant, 2015. And it was uh, purportedly, it was some type of um, simulated military field exercise or drills that were going to be taking place where they were going to be practicing uh, or some type of martial law in different states. And these states, these enemy states that they had or were not were Texas and Utah and the lower southern part of California. Supposedly, supposedly to take place again with uh, they were going to bring in dissent. Dissenters, which is basically is uh, anyone that's in that's against uh, government or against authority, they were um, taking them in. This exercises, these drills, they were taking them into what we call the FEMA camps. And this was last year. They said it was going to be begin in July last year. They lied, and it actually started in March over in Florida. And what they did was they you know, they gathered up people in Florida and, and you know, walked them across the street and put them in these different, uh, in, well, you know, what they call them, um, FEMA caps. But this was last year, 2015. Now, you know, you do your research, you look it up, something called um, UX. 16, this is J-Ham 16, basically, but it's entitled UX 16. And 16 is 2016, but UWEX is an acronym for Unconventional Warfare Exercise, which is taking place in America right now as we speak. They said this is going to start. Well, it actually started in March as well, and that was in uh, a small town in Texas where they were just practicing martial law, so to speak. That's what they called it. And, you know, this is just exercise, the drills. Yet, even now in July, when they said they in 15 was going to initiate last year, but we are in uh, 2016, so so called 2016, and the of J. Helm 16 or UX 16, Unconventional Warfare Exercise 16 is now in effect. I mean, I'm just going off of my own perspective, also also research and looking at what's taking place. The two enemy states, again, for three enemy states, the southern part of California, Utah, and Texas, what happened in Texas right after what happened in Baton Rouge was uh, a big bunch of um, shootings and, and whatnot by um, some type of long sniper, so they say. Right? And then they went in there with the, um, some type of robot bomb doing what we never saw that, but that's what they said. Same thing with the brother over in um, Baton Rouge, I'm not mistaken, Louisiana, when brother was shot through cops or whatever, police or whatever, or policy overseers, police officers, and shit. 
right, so this is looking at that word jade, him, jade, again, meaning uh, become delusional after a long stint of frustration that occurred in life. Him um, basically means just different means of a helmet covering, protection, but also it's the instrument by which the ship is stirred. And what stirs a ship is also considered on the wheel or whatnot of control. And that wheel of control of physical body is the master plan or the pineal. The ship is physical body. And we're going back in the maritime law when we're speaking on a ship. The maritime law is admiralty law. And that is a distinct body of law that governs maritime questions and offenses. So in both uh, domestic law governing maritime activities and private international law governing the relationships between private entities that operate vessels on the ocean. The ocean ain't just the water. You know, we might call land land for the purpose of it being something harder than water, yet all things are interconnected. The ocean is water as far as as far as we are looking at it in the discerning descriptive aspect of the definition of ocean. All things come from all. But what does um, what does a ship have in it within it? The ship has um, sails. The sails are also called, well, back in the day, a sail is basically a small room for a monk or a nun in a monastic establishment. So these sails are the small room, storeroom, also called a berth on the boat or ship. So our first sail, the initiating of ourself, came from within this um, this this birthing process or this conception, the conceiving process from the helm, the pineal gland. So if they if the pineal gland becomes disillusioned by way of frustration or negative experiences and disappointment, then our helm or the pomegranate is being stirred by external input in place of the inner being or the inner alchemy taking place, the inner happiness regenerating and then externally externally coming out and becoming the um, physical reality. And it's not no easy task, you know, to be able to speak on it, you know, with words. I'm, I can say, I, you know, I'm going through the experience and, tra- you know, I see it, I see it through my transition and through others, you know, that it is possible. Yet yeah, collectively, you know, we have a, we have built up so much um, light or so much mass in this physical reality due to the bending of gravity and everything and formulating you know, some of these photons of thought that are being manipulated that it's going to take each one to pretty much change, you know, over time or not. 
I mean, it might take 10,000 days or years or millennials. All in all, with so much going on, it's not going. It's not no magic beans going to cause us to be an overnight sensation where everything's going to happen and change within the night. We're going to have to do some things. Yeah, it ain't sitting on my butt like right now in front of the computer. <laughs> and that's another thing. I'm more, um, I got to do some things. So I'm, I got a brother and a sister's going to be taking us on the slack because uh, I, I have to complete some other. Uh, I'm a man of integrity. So if I say something, I, I tend to want to act on it properly. You know what I'm saying? It, it, it's just the thing that I become uh, more synchronized to, and I notice in life when we do say something or have a, the intention to do something, we should always be a man of our word or woman of our word and work on those things that we have, uh, we have put forth, you know, and delay does not mean deny. So like I said, uh, you know, when we overwork and that causes that acidity, so, um, I'm going to have to balance some things out because I found that I'm, I'm doing some things, but I, have to, I need to put a lot of attention towards some other, some other issues. And, and, and they're projects, and they're positive, and they're going to – I know they're going to be um, beneficial for all, you know, so I, I'm going to give my sister to come through. She, and she's going through transition, so she got some things to bring to the table. I've been – she's uh, been around – I've known her for a long period of time, but she's been around here um, at the House of Health. That's what we call it, the House of Health. My um, dog domicile been around there with her since about a year almost, and I'm observing and watching that transition. It's a beautiful thing to be able to see where they are now uh, in comparison to where they were and to really see who they are, you know what I'm saying, in my own observation. I'm, I'm like, wow, this, that's who they really are, you know what I'm saying? They, they don't have the mask on them before of the, the world view, you know, and I mean, I'm still going through my transition as well, and they are too, you know what I'm saying, it's, it's a process, it's not something that's just going to happen overnight, and it's an everyday process too, but she's going to be coming through with my Akasaba, it's, uh, you know, a couple of days, she, she'll bring, be bringing in some things on Tips and Tricks Tuesday, as well as the brother um, Mitchell, that we met, Mitch L., uh, he came through on that um, Trap of Freedom, the first one, the first edition that we came out, that came uh, out with, we was with um, me and me, um, the good brother Masai and his, and his queen. So, going to get them in here too for a couple more interviews and whatnot to build with them. But um, so I mean, I'm, like, I said, the uh, take up the slack. But in, in respect, we all have uh, things that we want to accomplish on this journey, and you know, and we're all here together, and we have to be more organized. And, and sometimes I'll be looking like, damn, I got uh, got this whole plate right here. I think I got too much on it, though. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, I, in general, I'm trying not to eat too much. You know, so. And I, I, I know that comes with imbalance when we uh, overindulge and uh, we put too much on that plate. We try to start down all of it within five minutes and not really enjoy it. 
don't want to put too much on the plate anyway because I ain't going to enjoy it the day after. You know, so. Um, to get back to this right here, so when we were looking at that uh, Jay Hill again, talking about Texas, okay, well, Jay Hill, Jay, you know, we spoke on it, weary, tired, I'll make door, frustrated, you know, by continual indulgence, you know, be bored, you know, but to bore out or to uh, understimulate the pomegranate or the instrument by which the ship is stirred, to frustrate it, you know what I'm saying, to lock it down, you know, and that's to frustrate the first cell, the small room for what, a month or nine, nine, noon, and you in, you know what I'm saying? We're going back to me. Then that symbol of the arrows with the shield, the shield of protection, what is a helm, a helm gives a helmet, protection covering the crown. You know what I'm saying? The crown, the top. You know what I'm saying? Where we conceive our thoughts. But when that helmet or that protection has been um, been wearied and made tired and dull and bored to the point of uh, delusion, the world, it accepts the worldview. So that's Jade Hill. It's from my own perspective in in a metaphysical language point of view. And then we go into Jade being Judah as well, the tribe of Judah. The name uh, Judah comes from the Hebrew word for gratitude. And Leah gave birth to Judah. What does Leah mean? Leah means one who is weary or tired, right? So even the word Jade, which means to make weary, ties back into Judah. Well, you know what I'm saying? Because Judah, Jade, and then goes right to weary. To the one who was made weary, Leah. All right. But Leah, when she gave birth to Judah, she said, Now I will praise God. So when she gave birth to gratitude or to grace to Judah, you know, the line of Judah, the line of gratitude, the one has gratitude, then that weariness or that that illusion goes away, and we are able to now praise God or the intelligence, not really worship something externally, but we now can go into that meditative state and observe and participate with the moment properly, not going back into the past or into the future too far, going to the moment where we are right now in the activation process of this alchemical expression of man. As we as we're going through this transportation, we gotta remember there will be obstructions or um um, some somewhat type of resistance within the the actual physical part of it is always going to be resistance. We just have to take it as it is and keep it moving. Now, when it's time, it's time. You know what I'm saying? We're not for the other. I agree. What is the reason for the JM exercises and the so-called um, UX exercises? And again, the training with uh, training basically will take place in private and public land. This was last year, this year, but the areas were are Texas, Arizona, New Mexico, Utah, and Colorado. These are all indigenous land within the um, the Washita, um or the Spanish land, right? The land on grant. All right, but. Well, let me get it right here where I go, where I go. 
Um, this is the Moors in America, a compilation by Sister Tahida, um, S. Naji Yula L. and Brother Victor Taylor L. Uh, page 151 says right here um, in 1784 a black man known as Vincent Guerrero ruled Mexico as president California, Texas, New Mexico Arizona, Nevada and Florida during this time these states were the northern part of Mexico alright so California, Texas, New Mexico Arizona, Nevada Water as well as Mexico. Right there, what it says the areas that were going to be utilized as um, training facilities or facilitating training for these exercises were Texas, Arizona, New Mexico, Utah, Colorado. And then these are all indigenous um, so called states of the United Corporation of America. These are all indigenous states, though, that were there prior to the European. Now we're going to come out of the First World Order by um, the good brother, Dr. Aline. And right here, it says right here that um, the question is, this is on page 33, principal questions and answers for nationalists. The question is, who was Anna Marie married to? All right, first of all, let's go back a second here. Who was the Imperial Empress at the time of the so called French and Indian War, 1754 and 1763? Answer is uh, A. Marie. A. Maria. And, um, she was the Empress of the Empire Washita de in 1774. Well, actually, from 1774 to 1795, she's the imperial empress. One of her daughters of the royal line was who? Anna Marie. Aya Maria's daughter's name is Anna Marie. Who did Anna Marie marry? Anna Marie married Marquis, the Maison Rouge, Louis-Francois, Joseph de Barbon, Prince de Conte. And that name right there, Going into it a little something just to break it down. His name means or the individual is or not. Okay. Marquez means God of War. Then Maison Rouge. Maison Rouge, that's the red house. Maison House Rouge is red, French. All right. Um, Louis means renowned warrior. Francois means Frenchman. Joseph means he will add on and the Bourbon or Baboon, like bourbon, making bourbon means hot spring. Prince de Conti. Conti is the area, it's Prince of the Conti or the or the area. Um alright, so that's the God of War of the Red House, the renowned French warrior who will add on from the hot springs. Hot springs being um, the well of the sun, basically. You know, or the, um, we would add on some the photonic energy. We would increase through um, the intelligence by way of um, 
ancestry or energy and information. So Marquas being meaning Marcus or not God of War. Makes our root is the house of red, the red house. So that's the base energy, the God of War. Also, that's Mars, the red house. In or makes our root, Mar, War, Marquis, God of War. Louis Francois, renowned warrior, the French renowned warrior, will add on from the sun, from the um, wellspring of the sun, from the photonic energy. So the God of War from the red house from the lower base, also from Mars, God of War, from Mars, or the Dogon, said to be originated by way, well, we came to a portal from Mars by way of Sirius, the Sirius B. So that's that hot spring, or what not to go trying to get into, but basically, just getting back into the information here, so, um, Mark Louis, the Marston Louis, Louis Francois Joseph, the Barbon Prince Conte, um, married the Imperial Empress's daughter, Anna Marie. And they had, um, in turn, in their union, they had a uh, son, they had an offspring, a son named Henry Joseph Turner. Henry Joseph Turner received the Bourbon Estate on June 19, 1848. Okay, so the Bourbon Estate included the Netherlands, Belgium, Luxembourg, Switzerland, Germany, Italy, Sicily, Naples, Sardinia, Spain, and Portugal, as well as most of North America and the Caribbean, in addition to Central and South America. Through his Washington wife, Anne Marie, all of North America west of the Imperial Demarcation Line. 1713 or the British Royal Proclamation on 1763. This is the Louisiana um, Purchase. So how did he receive? He returned to receive the international state, and that was by way of the Spanish land grant in accordance with the U.S. Supreme Court decision of June 19th. All right, so the Louisiana Purchase is named such due to Anna Marie the daughter of the royal empress, the royal imperial empress, Aya Marie, and the union of Louis-Francois-Joseph de Bourbon, who is uh, the heir to, he, or he was the um, holder of, of the uh, Spanish land grant. With him holding that land grant, he was also... Um, he, well, him and Anna Marie had the son, Henry Joseph Turner, who was the heir to the Bourbon estate, and he reclaimed that, or he was given that um, the international state and the Spanish land grant granted by the Supreme Court, U.S. Supreme Court, in June, on June 19, 1848. Who was Henry Joseph Turner, though? Henry Joseph Turner Mary Sarah, and out of that union came Henry Turner Jr., George W. Turner, and Eliza Turner. Eliza Turner is the mother of Prophet Noble Timothy Turner Duwale, the founder of the Moorish Science Temple of America. Okay, so Louisiana, Baton Rouge, Louisiana, on June 5th, that's the day after. July 4th, 
you know, the, the summer solstice, the 20th, 13 days after the solstice, the third, which is the ancient rituals that were formed by our ancestors, not dealing with blood rituals in that respect of uh, murder, but dealing with how the Nile seemed to have blood or, or had the tint red due to the silt that flowed from um, from the, um, the mouth of the Nile down through or up through the Nile and uh, about that indignation process or the flooding season. So from the 20th all the way up to about third, that's when that flooding season was starting to initiate and you could you would actually see um, a difference in the, the growth or the elevation of the waters of the Nile. They would have a red tint to it. So they would, you know, it was called the blood of Osiris or Osiris. Osiris. All right. But when we're looking at these words, Mulan rules is the red house. And Baton rules. What is a bat? It's Baton. Or, you know, Baton. Baton rules. Baton is a stick. Piece of wood, basically. You know, but this stick is what um, the Native Americans utilized to measure and to put boundaries down from one place to another. And we get to it. Uh, but yeah, so Baton Rouge meaning the red stick. In equivalence to Mason Rouge, which is the red house. And the red is not, in a, in a sense, just speaking on blood. We uh, look at the Phoenix, Phoenix of, uh, not Phoenix, Arizona, but also Phoenix, Arizona. But looking at the Phoenix, the Phoenix would um, pretty much absorb itself into its own fire, come back and regenerate out of, out of the ashes. But the word Phoenix is derived from... Um, a Greek word that actually means red. The word phoenix means dark red. But this, um, the phoenix would, you know, in the Arabian desert, it would consume itself by fire and then rise from its own ashes. It would do this every five hundred years. But the name came from, the name phoenix comes from um, this ancient bird in the Greek mythology, in the word phoenix actually means dark red. But you can see it's phonetically close to full time, all right, as well as phonics, as far as words are concerned. And speaking on words, well, we still got some ticks on the clock. Um, another one of the hostile, so called hostile states, the two hostile states are. Utah and Texas, I keep saying too, but also um, the lower part of California, the southern part of California, California, Cali, you know, but um, the origin of the name, um, there's different derivations of it, Texas, Tashas, Texas, Tecas, Tecan, Texas, and Tecas, 
I'm using a lot. I'm gonna utilize Tech Odds. Tech Odds is a mental network, and it basically means word, right? But in the uh, sense of um, the Spanish derivation of the word on Texas, it means friend or tejat or tashat means friend. So I was like, well, how did friend turn into enemy as far as a hostile state is concerned in this Texas thing? So you see how they rearranged the mentality. The word and the, defini- the definition of the ancestral definition of the word and then changed into a whole different ballpark of thought by whatever um, the action is that's implied within the word at the moment. The Texas meaning word and then we look at Utah, the other so-called hostile state. Utah comes from the word oops, and this is another metronetic, and it means power. So we have tekak, word, and oops, power, word, power. So these two hostile states, subconsciously, so and we go into the metaphysical language and rearrange the language of the words, so that we open up different forms of thought, we see that it's power words being initiated. And again, most, the majority of all the so-called states in this, this corporate America, this corporation of America, are indigenous titles. Minnesota, you know, Missouri, you know, Mississippi, you know what I'm saying? These are all in this California, these Wyoming, Utah, Arizona. These are all indigenous names. Arizona actually means, um, it comes from an Aztecian word, it means silver bearing, as Arizona, you know, so it's silver bearing, what does that mean, right? And we look at the name Alton and Sterling, Alton, um, basically Alton means uh, the town at the source of the river, Sterling means um, shining, you know, silver, Sterling, silver, right? So. The source of the river is Alton, right? So the source of the river, what's the source of the river? That's the pomegranate, right? That's the helm, the river being the physical body, but the source of the river being the pomegranate, the initiating dot, the um, black hole, whatever you want to call it, you know, that black dot. So that water, the source of the river, sterling, is shiny, right? You know what I'm saying? To bring out a, a to change this scenario, situation, transform into a higher vibration. So Alton meaning the source of the river or the pomegranate. This is the helm, right? Sterling means the shining, the shining helm. So that's the energy going up that Baton Rouge, that red stick, shining, that sterling energy, that Kundalini energy going back up and activating with the helm, the power plant, the power you within, you know what I mean? So through the activation of powerful words, taka, and yups, taka, yups, power word, elevates the Arizuma, the silver brain, by way of um, the dark red phoenix, you know, or whatnot. The things going down within itself, burning in its own ashes, red, the red being the Musan Rouge, or, I mean, Masan Rouge, you know what I'm saying? And being victorious as the god of war, 
and add known, it comes up and connects or reconnects to the source of the ripple, the helm, that's altered. You know what I'm saying? All the time. Time is a unit of measurement within uh, the mind as well as the metronetal. If I'm not mistaken, it equates to a thousand or so. I can't recall. It is a unit of measurement. I, that's why we have the time, how word, and how it transforms it, it from this negative sense of where they, what's going on in Texas as well, uh, you know, but that what happened in Texas, but also what happened in Louisiana with Baton Rouge, Baton, Baton Rouge, Red Stick. What goes up the Red Stick? It's the silver. And that's that, that's sterling. You know what I'm saying? So, this is definitely some, it's a wordplay, but it's some other things popping off at the same time. So that 13-day period, that's like from April 19th and that whole, uh, what's called Beltane um, ritual and inside of Wiccan and whatnot. Um, that's a 13-day period from April 19th to May 1st, May Day. So this 13-day period from the summer solstice, June 20th to July 3rd, also, um, rituals that take place in that time period doesn't necessarily have to be on that date, but or even July third is just having it, having those energies acquired in that period. You remember, know, time and space is somewhat of an illusion. You know, what I'm saying the measurement of time is what we participate with, not so much as far as the um, repetitive aspect of 60 seconds within the clock and 24 hours in a day. We know it's not, there's no longer 24 hours a day. We've been going over that a few times, more like 12. Right. But yet, we see it has been manipulated somewhat by way of uh, whatever's taking place externally. Right. But these are all, again, these are Native American business titles and have been misinterpreted or not even, sometimes not even. Uh, we don't even consciously pay attention to what they may mean from an ancestral point of view and what may be taking place in a, in a, in a fourth, fifth, and inevitably higher state of reality in accordance in place of just this dimensional frame of thought and the third dimensional frame of thought. So getting out of the box, you know what I'm saying? And that box, you know, so you're looking at that knee symbol again, the knee and that, uh, and then the Jade Helm symbol, you see how similarities are are really um, available. I'm dealing with the laws of magic again, uh, the laws of similarity. Um, let me locate that real quick for you. I had it right here. I don't see it at the moment. Oh, yeah, the law of similarity. So the cause and effect resemble, the cause and effect resemble, um, they have resonance with one another. So that, um, so when one thing is similar to the other, then they vibrate pretty much the same. Uh, if, uh, 
you want a ritual for sunlight, then you start a fire, or you want a ritual for um, to bring water, then you bring out a cup of water and you do a ritual around it because they are similar in the aspect of what um, the energies are collected. Even with this right here, the law of similarity on a higher end, lower sense, but the law of similarity states that whatever uh, the cause and effect, if the cause and effect resemble, then they have residence. So the effect that one wants to produce is uh, on a higher sense, say, for instance, with uh, powerful words and creating silver, sterling silver by way of uh, activating kundalini energy, and that kundalini energy is activation, basically, like we were speaking on the first part of the uh, L, the amygdala is decreasing, fear is decreased in the activation process. And how does that happen? By way of um, sound. So power words, um, takut, 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 power words, stimulates and activates the neurons of the amygdala, and that opens up different channels to how the experience. So when the amygdala or the almond-shaped type area, in the, you know, in, in the brain or the almond-shaped area in the brain, which was the brain's fear center for a long period of time, is now being transmuted and spinning forward instead of backwards. It's been going backwards, and that's why it will always increase in size because external reality building more of energy outside of that, that shape, that seed. So when the amygdala going into um, forward spin, it begins its true function of connecting with the cosmic realm and being able to communicate by way of that star code spectrum. And in that realm of consciousness, we have creative consciousness, and we are now in the Christ consciousness where we are being able to access our divine higher self and potential. In the reverse spin of the cosmos, it was uh, away from our cosmic consciousness away from the original self-wideness and stuff. The Ankadala was uh, recording emotions of pure um, lower-based realities of only the Musanus or the House of Red. You know what I'm saying? And we weren't battling it properly in, in this eternal struggle could do to the external reality always influencing in that being, the reverse being. All right, and this is a lot of recorded lust memories, spirit memories, you know, things that have been absorbed into our subconscious, a part of our DNA that when it's initiated or when it's reinitiated, it's like we go through the same thing right over again, you know, and that's due to the basically the lack of uh, breathing properly, you know, going through that those right of passages that we used to, you know what I'm saying? So we... When we are uh, the breath is instructed, we go into that zombie mode because we're no longer breathing. You know what I'm saying? We've got a brain. You know what they got to do to shoot to kill the zombie? Shoot them in the brain, but it ain't nothing else working. You know what I'm saying? Basically, the brain is just wanting to central gratification somewhere, so it's looking for some blood, some energy. You know what I mean? All right, but the abdominal is also connected to the tailbone. Tailbone. And that's the lowest part of the, of the physical body going into the legs or whatnot. But that's is a connect to the spine. And this when 
the back online property creates a direct link up the spine, which creates co um, co-creators and manifests reality to become more evident through our um, bodies and through our eyes. So when the amygdala shrinks and it goes back into the forward spin and we um, access that lower energy and it goes back up the tailbone and then back to up the spine and it and goes back towards um, the amygdala where it sits in the hypothalamus area and in the pons area of the art complex and that breath keeps continuing going in there and decreases the size of it, the spirit mechanism goes away, the lustful memories fade away, and we go back within self, the knowledge of self, and within staying within the moment of self, and not staying within the past or in the future as well. And we exchange that lust reality with the mystic experience, basically. You know what I'm saying? That's the alchemical, alchemical expression being um, coming to a uh, exactation. You know, doing that, doing the um, reversal or the reverse spin, we were trapped in um, what some may have thought to be the true reality where we were speaking to angels who could have been just angles of light that were on a lower vibration of consciousness that were giving us a sense of some type of spirituality, but it was not true intelligence. You know what I'm saying? The chemical um, dust that we call um, ormi, for instance, um, or muscat. Ormi basically means uh, orbitally, O-R-M-E, orbitally rearranged monatomic Elements, yeah. They are, um, it was called back in the day muff cuts, and it was seen in the hieroglyphs of the metamethyl symbol with an individual holding in their hand a mound of uh, what looked like salt or, or dust in their hand. But that army, those, that orderly rearranged monatomic element, um, was actually photon, photon, etheric, photonic energy or it's the light code spectrum. It's the sound frequency of the light code spectrum sent to specific angles constantly that can alter the mind towards uh, attunement to carbon content. You know, um, some brothers and sisters out here may be um, utilizing formula or what they call monotonic gold. You know, some people eat it, sniff it, and do things like that, but it is right there within the breath. You know what I'm saying? It's within the um, like host spectrums or spark host spectrums, step, the step-down information from um, cosmic, galactic to um, solaric um, information that comes through the portals of etheric photonic energy to us. You know what I'm saying? So that hidden liquid light of all those collective, you know, different suns and different energies within this universal mechanism on an external comes down and into us, which is already within us, you know what I'm saying, within the mind. And they say it's uh, parts of the mind called uh, astrocytes. Astro meaning stars, and, you know, sites are what are being placed. So places where the stars, so the whole universe is within our mind, even in the um, aspect of just breaking it down and looking at it from the physical structure of physiology. Uh, 
also what some calls a Kundalini activation. So when we again use the Angadala to create or come back online properly, then this is alignment of the cosmos uh, through streaming consciousness or cosmic frequency and vibration will uh, also take place on Earth. So it's, uh, it's happening all in fluxing one, you know, up and down, high, low, high, low. You know, ground is happening. It's just it's, uh, some delays within that whole interchanging or transmutation process. So when the Amidala is activated to spin forward, the connection uh, through the intelligence, through the intelligent breath, puts that on, on a faster pace of being um, completed. And it also disconnects us from that fear and, and, and that lust type of reality. This reconnection to the forward spin allows us to um, have a complete connection between the lower tailbone area, the, you know, base or the Mason Rouge, and it goes up the Baton Rouge, you know, the Mason Rouge, the house, the red house, it goes up the Baton Rouge, the um, red stick, into the Amgadala. It goes up the spine into the Amgadala for the complete telecommunication process and teleportation process to be activated. And that's the we call it the Kundalini activation where you can feel that, you know, that uh, gyrating effect going through the body and that, stim- that stimulating, uh, feeling like an orgasmic feeling going through the spine and up. That could be activation or the activation of the Kundalini energy and the reactivation of the Amgadala properly at the shrinks and, and then it goes external instead of internal on the lower base where we keep um, creating the external reality that's already been um, personified on a lust type of thing, my love. So when that when it's complete, when the Kundalini activation is complete and that connection is complete um, through the physical and spiritual self, then that's what we have, what we call the inner alchemy, basically. And that's when co-creativity within our divine righteous mind, our indigenous mind, and their dwelling intelligence all interconnected and can take place. And that's what we call uh, the source of Allah and all art. You know what I'm saying? So Allah is all art. And that basically all art from the sun, one way or another. You know what I'm saying? Uh, or we call it the sun or a sun, but basically... We are beings of light, you know what I'm saying, the hidden light of the intelligence, the immortal hidden light of the intelligence. All right, so the creative uh, cosmic frequencies are sent by way of um, the cosmic galactic solaric angle of the hidden light of the intelligence, and that's that step-down information or spark code spectrum, the light code spectrum. So that light or that information goes into... um, by way of frequencies and vibrations or cosmic tones, pulsations, it enters back into us in that manner by each breath. And then that energy from the, the entity of the intelligence bridges um, the cosmic frequencies to Earth in order to create the immortal body of that hidden light of the intelligence. So when we take in the deep conscious breaths and then reorganize the property within the, you know, the endocrine system or within the cellular structure and the, and the DNA pops open, of course, because the DNA resides within the cell, within the nucleus of the cell, that empty space, the 99.99 or whatnot, starts developing and 
we get back online and we see exceptional um, positive manifestation. And this is and this takes place by one activating and then raising the frequency to the tone that is um, of that of those high frequencies. And then that connects the cosmic and galactic realms and it attunes us to the solaric energy. So all those realms come back online together and the frequencies by way of the breath um, then also connect or create that that what we call the Christ body or the Karas. You know what I'm saying? Karas, the spirit rising. Um, it, it raises the spirit up. All right, so that's that. Again, that's that Sterling or that um, Arizuma going from the Moulin Rouge, the base reality, up to Baton Rouge, the red stick, and turning from the Phoenix aspect, dark red, into, you know, from, from lead to gold. And that alchemical expression, that transportation, and changing into or uh, transforming into. Um, the Phoenix, but that uh, that's going up to the red stick, the bottom rouge, and then forming into um, sterling or the silver shining, and going back into the source. Get thanks, you know, for the ancestors for um, you know the low and the high, the high and the high. We get no power to nothing but ourselves. You don't get power to the devil. As long as you get power to that, you're getting power to something that don't really exist. We want. But it also causes a complete disconnect to accessing that um, those different degrees of thought versus just being on that one plane, that third dimension of thought. So we're going beyond that now um, by way of the divine being that is in the water, that uh, you know, immortal body, immortal body, that's divine being that exists within the water, bring harmony to earth and fire. So even um, like Louisiana, Louis, that's the fire aspect, Anna, that's the water aspect. So that's fire and water, that's moon and earth, that's mother and father. They can displace and, and rearrange our thought of what mother and father is, even by way of activity. We may not, you know, subconsciously, or constantly, I mean, constantly, we might not be thinking about moon, earth, or, or the light in the water, moon, earth, moon, water, earth, light, father and mother being uh, represented within Louisiana, but now you see Lewis, you know, Lewis being uh, the husband made of of, uh, Anna Marie, Anna Marie being the daughter of the imperial empress, Anna Marie of the Washington Takamandi in that period to uh, what was the 1754 to 1795. Aya Maria was the imperial empress. 
but Anna Marie and Louis, um, Francois Joseph de Barbon, are the ones who held all that land in that area, what we are calling Jade Ham at the moment, and where they have these still exercises, so-called field exercise or drills. And these are indigenous lands, and this land is uh, our land. You know, this land is my land on the shores of Thailand to, uh, you know, wherever. Yet they are trying to um, take this land from the moor, from us, from everyone, you know, by way of manipulating certain energies by way of conceptual thought and these problematic situations in, in retrospect, Hegelian dialect. So what we're looking at from from uh, the perspective of not just the names and whatnot, but from the internal um, uh, revelation of what's going on as it's being revealed, even as I speak, you know what I'm saying? I'm just coming up with these, this stuff. I'm like, whoa, kind of, you know, I, you know, this how I do. Um, I just go with the spirit. So um, we're now moving out of the third dimension into what we call uh, the fifth dimension, fourth to the fifth, and, uh, and beyond. We've always been in these progresses as far as cycles are concerned in the precision of the equinox and these different uh, 